Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. There, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen posts on Tumblr, joined with Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky, Chickrin on Tumblr. And Guile. Hi, I'm Guile, Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. And Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, and I'm Clotho Spindle, Spindle on Tumblr. Awesome. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Which one? Spindles. Spindles. <laughs> uh, we are covering Cersei's third chapter from A Feast for Gross. Not the fourth sure? one. The third <laughs> one. <laughs> I may have read the wrong chapter to this pre- previous to this recording. That the- just makes it more fun. <laughs> I'll talk about uh, Cersei 4. You guys talk about Cersei 3. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. It was bound to happen one of these days. Anyway. I mean, yeah. It'll be fine, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll wing it. We'll so, be good. Yeah, heads up. Spoilers for everything, books and show, and of course, uh, trigger warning for potential uh, rape discussion. Okay, Cersei 3. It's uh, Toman's wedding day, and Cersei is in a bad mood. Um, she takes her anger out on poor Jocelyn Swift. <laughs> um Jamie has taken extra precautions, making sure the food is not tampered with. And uh, Cersei is very paranoid that Tyrion is still close by and is intent on murdering Tommen. She insists Jamie stay on guard in Tommen's room. Um, Jamie tells her that the married couple will not be alone. Apparently there's going to be like a bunch of Tyrell cousins in there with them. <laughs> Orgy! <laughs> It's a little weird, right? Like, what was Last that? Last number party. Just thinking of Show Tommen, though. It's like, it's a yeah. weird. Well, with, with Show Tommen, yeah, it is funny. Uh, yeah, Cersei won't budge. Um, she doesn't. She doesn't want to leave him alone in there with the Tyrell cousins, and insists that Jamie stays. And I just this one is really quick, but um, Lady Olana chimes in with, "I am sure her Grace knows best." Lady Olana had said to Lady Elieri, "She is the boy's own mother, after all. Of that we are all sure." <laughs> And surely we can agree about their wedding night. A man should not sleep apart from his wife on the night of their wedding. It is ill luck for their marriage if they do. It's a lot of good Elena lines in this chapter. She gets her digs in, man. She really does. (laughs) Well, and Cersei's already, I mean, she's like half a paragraph in and she's already being a bitch to Jamie in this chapter. (laughs) Oh, you don't know who Ossifer Plum is. Oh, you're like, well, really? I love seeing her run him ragged because you can just tell it's just this feeling of like you get that he's so anxious and like on edge, you know, because of the whole Joffrey thing and he wasn't there. But, you know, it just really seems like he's trying to well, he's keep like it together. Out all not. of his plans and they <laughs> seem like, you know, it seems like a fairly reasonably good plan. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a point where it's like, you can't encase him in carbonite. Tommen is going to be slightly exposed to danger. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, you know? Like, you can't completely foresee everything. Um, the bubble boy. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> bubbles, though. I mean, like, it's just... <laughs> well, she's just, like, so angry without, like, good cause. Yeah. And, like, I love how she can even mm-hmm. acknowledge it, kind of. She's like, she's like, at least I had another target to take my anger out on, like, oh, my yeah. poor servants and stuff. You know, like, I actually just looked up Jocelyn Swift to see what happens to her, because I'm suddenly worried about her. <laughs> I won't spoil it for anyone. <laughs> I can't remember either, so, yeah, do don't spoil the- me. <laughs> yeah, I did that for the blue bard, and I was very disturbed because I forgot about all that. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> uh, okay, so but, you know, it's funny the this this is the spot, and I've always wondered what the fucking significance of this is, and it may just be nothing, just George with his food. But the <sighs> thing where she orders the eggs and she gets uh-huh. the bloody egg, <laughs> I, I wrote down. Yeah, I could have done without that. That disgusted me. Yeah, makes it everything better so yeah. she has a lot of it this about that? do you think it means something or i don't a lot of people think it's part of what points to her being pregnant because in this one chapter you have two things you have her yelling at Sunel to cinch her dress tighter and oh. then you have her getting sick over the bloody egg but i'm like i would be sick at the bloody uh-huh. egg <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's a great <laughs> thing, man. Uh, is that like a you know an idea of like you know Joffrey was the bad egg and she's the bad you know like I think we should yeah like, it I, seems like it could mean something though because he does put things in you know what I mean that's a very specific very visceral like oh you know I think we should explain to to anyone who may be forgetting in this chapter that the egg has a deformed chick mm-hmm. inside it so it's not like just a really gross egg it's like a really yeah. gross egg bloody half formed oh, wait a deformed chick. Hmm, does this have anything to do with you, Chicky? <laughs> oh, it is. It is. That's my connection to the scene. <laughs> that's, how George, that's how George wrote you into the series. <laughs> and this is where Chicky got her name from. <laughs> this chapter. How horrible. God. Shame on you, Kyle. <laughs> oh, anyway, Cersei loses. Um, she has to relent. Toman is going to us to sleep in the same bed with Marjorie on their wedding night. And about a half a dozen Tyrell cousins. God, how awkward for Jamie. Oh, I would hate to be. Yeah, Jamie has to be there too. Yeah, so she won't budge on it, right? She pro- makes him promise to watch oh, over them. There's all these teenage, gr- these teenage girls stuck with like a boy who can't do anything with that Jamie. Hot uncle. Hot uncle yeah. Jamie in the room. This just makes it creepier. But you know, go ahead, whatever, Cersei. <laughs> Not a well thought out plan. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like all those little cousins, all they're doing is like giggling and sharing girlish confidences about how hot Funkle Jamie is. Oh, God. I'm sure Cersei, you know, she thinks they're all little minxes. I'm surprised she would. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't care about Jamie anymore. She's making that clear in this chapter. Cersei thinks he's not that hot. She's so pissed that he's not shaved. Oh, she yeah, mentioned it. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. It's his beard of spite at this point. <laughs> beard of, that's awesome. Beard of spite. I like that. <laughs> uh, he asks her uh, if she's still intent on burning the Tower of the Hand, and she's really looking forward to that part. <laughs> and uh, she adds, uh, "If the gods are good, the fire may smoke a few from the rubble, a few rats from the rubble." So. The tunnel sounded quite extensive. I mean, she was yeah. describing there's what small you know, 
Yeah, like I never paid attention to this before somehow, but yeah, they're like sending little kids in, and I somehow had completely forgotten this that two guardsmen actually got lost. Isn't that top- creepy? That was yeah, so that creepy. Freaks me out. Well, the creepy thing was that they could hear them faintly yelling, but they would tear down walls and they couldn't find them. I mean, that's scary shit. I'd be so nervous going exploring all that area, man. Hell but- yeah! That's probably why Jamie like called it off after like, that. Hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's like enough of this because like what was like what was the line something like he had sent a small army of men through there to look through the tunnels like oh yeah, yeah and then he finally had to insist like you know I think they use the he uses the word insist intentionally like to cut it out like Cersei they, was never gonna stop I mean do they mention the history of that is that something Ares expanded those tunnels or was that like pre like was that early early Red Keep kind of there oh, it sounds still? really early just because I mean they said that they found like a like a bunch of silver from the first oh, yeah, series yes. and stuff. Right. That's right. Yep. Okay. So that's ancient stuff. A though. well with no bottom. That's some <gasps> art bell shit right there. I'm sure Quibert <laughs> could use that. Him and Cersei could, uh, oh, or time traveling fetus comes through there. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Jamie comments that they've reduced the tower to a shell and, uh, Cersei wishes that she could do the same with the rest of the castle. She tells Jamie that she wishes to build a palace beyond the river, away from the cesspit of a city. <laughs> that really says a lot about Cersei right there, you know, like this this the city's a cesspit and she just wants to plant up plant herself and move away from it. Like that that shows you where her lack of empathy, how strong it is. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty wild that she thinks yeah. she could even do that. <laughs> yeah. She also makes a comment that for, you know, half a groat... I don't, okay, here's where I'm going to sound stupid again. <laughs> What's a groat? <laughs> Does anyone uh, know? Fine. A small coin. Okay, thank you. For half a groat, she would like to rule from ha- Casterly Rock. And then when Jamie dissuades her from that idea, she snaps. I said, I want it to. Were you always this slow or did losing a hand make you stupid? She's <laughs> oh, going off it. She's horrible. <laughs> That's mean. I love how passive aggressive Jamie gets too with her when she's like this. I know. He's just like, I love you too. That's just so terrible. Oh, he said that a couple it. of times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, just like, oh, they're on the er- They're so on the verge of divorce at this point. I think that's why I'm loving it. I was sitting there, like smiling, this huge grin. Like the more she insults him, the more I'm like rubbing my hands together. Like it's the greatest. <laughs> Keep <laughs> digging Jamie, that I hole. Love his pain. <laughs> um, I'm going to like just read a little bit of um, Jamie's objections to her burning the tower. <clears throat> anyway, he ignores the the insult and then says, "If these flames spread beyond the tower, you may end up burning down the castle, whether you mean to or not. Wildfire is treacherous." Lord Helene has assured me that his pyromancers can control the fire. The Guild of Alchemists have been brewing fresh wildfire for a fortnight. Let all of King's Landing see the flames. It will be a lesson to our enemies. Now you sound like Ares. Her nostrils flared. Guard your tongue, sir. I love you too, sweet sister. (laughs) How could I ever have loved that wretched creature, she wondered, after he had gone. He was your twin, your shadow, and your other half another voice whispered once perhaps she thought no longer he has become a stranger to me (laughs) god i love you know it's so telling when she says first she says he was your twin and then she goes your shadow (laughs) like 
<laughs> that's how she thinks of him as her shadow like not like fully not like a fully formed person beside her but like this thing that's trailing true. behind her yeah it was really really i was like oh god it's so twisted and she's so pissed at him i mean we probably should talk a little bit about what happened in jamie's chapter between this and and cersei's oh, yeah. last chapter and that is People probably will remember it's it's um, Tywin's funeral scene where you know Tommen gets sick because Tywin smells so bad and runs out of the sept and Jamie chases him and and tries to comfort him and Cersei gets kind of pissy and uh, then they kind of get confronted by Mace Tyrell and and basically Jamie kind of prods Cersei toward. Uh, letting the the Marjorie and, and Tommen match happen, and that's part of what she's so pissed at him about here is that he kind of talked her into it or kind of forced her into it. He kind of left her in a spot where she had to do it, which really pissed her off. And I mean, I kind of agree. You know, I can't quite remember the the, the gist of the Jamie chapter where what his logic was, but for as far as her side of it, I do kind of think it was kind of it seems kind of fast. As a mother, I would say, yeah, I agree that that's like super crazy fast, but. Yeah, I mean, it is, well, everybody's kind of agreeing with that, but the problem Mm. is, you know, the Tyrells are obviously like, look, this alliance isn't any good until they're married, so what choice, what choice do they have? Yeah, from the political. Yeah, I mean, this is what Cersei, and she seems to see it, like, you hear her in this chapter, she'll say, you know, oh, if only I didn't need Highgarden, so she knows she needs them, and yet she still just, like, pushes it to the brink with offending Yeah, Yeah, looking for people to blame. And she never, she never grasped the other half of it because she can't put herself in anyone else's shoes, which is that yeah. Highgarden has tied themselves to Tommen. Like, they, the Tyrells are the last people on Earth who would ever do anything at this point to harm him because yeah. without him, they have no, you know, they have no yeah. claim to the throne. Like, oh. they are the ones keeping him alive, and she never, you know, she never gets that. Well, yeah, and I, she doesn't seem to understand. There's a reason Olena is letting her know. Hey, look, we know he's not Robert's kid. She, Olena is trying to make it clear to Cersei. Hey, by the way, you fucking need us because this whole thing is going <laughs> to fall apart if you don't have our might to back you up. Yeah, she just hears the snark and she just gets offended. She's not like looking at uh, the big picture behind what that's uh, getting at. You know. <laughs> yeah. What did Olena even? No, I think it, I guess it was Jamie mentioning that there's no way they could consummate it, right? Because I'm thinking like, Tommen's eight years old. No, no, I, I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember if Elena or somebody else said something along those lines, but I think I'm mis misremembering. Um, I think when she was discussing oh. it, they were saying that they're just play, that they don't, you know, that it would be cuddling or comforting, that it wouldn't be anything. You know, there would be other people around, so they wouldn't have a chance. Yeah. The girls. Yeah. Cersei's worried. I think what Cersei's worry is she's talking about Ossifer Plum and right. shit. I'm gonna try to remember. I th- yeah, I googled I that. Think yeah, he died. I yeah, think he, he died, died before he apparently father child. Yeah, when he yeah, saw her name, he just he, dropped that. Yeah, he died. Yeah, that was it. He like died at the wedding well, yeah. or she's right worried. after. Yeah. She's worried. Yeah. Marge is pregnant. Yes, yeah, so the so Ossifer Plum's bride passed off a child as his when people are like he probably couldn't have consummated and that's oh, what she's worried about is Marjorie else. passing off a kid as Thomas. Right. So basically she's worried about Marjorie pulling a Cersei. Yeah. Pretty yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. Yes. Takes one to yeah. know one. <laughs> All right. So Toman's wedding is much more modest compared to Joffrey's. Um Cersei is still dressed in black mourning for Joffrey. Um, she is venomous that this wedding is transpiring. Um, her anger is directed towards Mace Tyrell. Um, she's 
pretty much, you know, I won't forget this. And uh, she is not, she's not a fan of the wedding cloak either at the ceremony. Um, they've pulled out uh, Robert's old colors. And um, with Stannis's letter and rumors flying about, Cersei gave in um, to Olena and um, allowed them to use King Robert's cloak, not the crimson one that she had Ouch. wanted. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> that would yeah. be okay. Oh, God. I mean, I'm kind of offended that Marjorie's wearing the same dress, though. That does seem a bit distasteful. <laughs> you know, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, man, put something else on. Was it on. The same? Nobody cares. Was it the same dress? I thought it was just yeah. uh, like similar. They said it. No, they said it was the exact same one. They exactly. said it was the same one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's poor taste. Cersei's not happy, yeah. <laughs> Do you think they did it on purpose? I think they did. Oh, yeah. Well, very, very possibly did. That's the Tyrells. They probably did. They're not that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after the vows are spoken, Cersei, um, like her father's funeral, is more disgusted than anything by the people she's forced to socialize with. Uh, there's Giles Rossby, Lord Redwine, Mace, Pycelle, and then finally Kevin, who um, is on his way to Derry soon to see Lancel wed. Kevin's wife will be staying behind as the Riverlands are yet still too dangerous. Um, there's mention of Vargo Hote, Beric Dondarrion, and Sander Clegane. Cersei uh, mentions the raid on the salt pans and how Lance will be eager to hunt down Clegane. Kevin gets her meaning and then replies with, My son is not the man to deal with Sandra Clegane. And she responds, His father might be, and requests the hound's head. Sir Kevin gets in, When a dog goes bad, the fault lies with his master. (laughs) So did you catch the... This report about the salt pans probably came from the Quiet Isle. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's funny how, how the, the groundwork is kind of being laid early on, tying Sander in to, so, to something about the Quiet Isle here. Like, mm-hmm. George likes to do things like that where he, he doesn't make a direct tie, but he kind of associates by, by kind of just putting things in the same vicinity. So, yeah, I, I kind of love that he's laying that groundwork. And Another thing that I love is we'll we'll see it in a later Jamie chapter, but you know Jamie thinks about how Cersei's talking about wanting Kevin to deal with Sander Clegane and how she's hoping that Sander will actually deal with Kevin for her. So it's kind of awful. Yeah. She wants him dead. Yeah, she's she. I, yeah, that was a good exchange though. Like I just I felt bad for Kevin. Like he's dealing with like a limp son, <laughs> a crazy ass niece. Oh, I know. Uh, anyway, just seeing everything go to. And pot. I think like the thing is, is Kevin is like the one person that kind of completely mourns Tywin. Like there's, yeah. a, I don't think, I don't think Kevin has very complicated feelings about him. It's just the brother yeah. that he loved. That's it, yeah. you know. So he's yeah. still feeling that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Kevin is like all sunshine and roses himself. I mean, he's been a part of all the junk that the Lannisters have done, but still, yeah, it's. What, I mean, he's in a terrible position. What's he supposed to do? Like, lie to Cersei? Like, be like these other people? It's just the same thing as Jamie. What's he going to do? Lie and tell her not the truth? Because it's what she wants to hear? I mean, come on. Lock mm-hmm. her in a vault. <laughs> I 
<laughs> Can't be the maiden vault. <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> okay, on their way to the wedding feast, Jamie and Cersei have an exchange. Cersei is still pissed that the wedding transpired again. It's mentioned. <laughs> She's convinced Marjorie is not a virgin. Jamie tells her she will soon be rid of the Tyrells. Mace is taking half of his soldiers to Stormin and the other half back to the Reach. Cersei points out that Loras will be remaining. <laughs> Jamie tells her, once a man puts on that cloak, it changes him. And she says, not for the better. Yeah, well, she says, it certainly changed you. (laughs) (laughs) You've been a doofus since you put it on. God, how did they get along the past, like, 15 years before this? My God. (laughs) Well, Well, the question is, did they ever have a a real conversation before this point? Did they? I don't think so. Yeah, it really makes you think, like, is it just the such a drastic, like, because I was thinking, you know, they've been through really tense, difficult situations. Their whole relationship was, like, fraught with, like, you know, secrecy and all these, you know, there were things going on. It wasn't a completely peaceful environment. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit more stressful with the, you know, the hand and all these things. But, I mean, God, yeah. I mean, was it really that idyllic? I just can't, yeah. I know. I just can't. I think it just has to be that up to this point, they both wanted the same thing. Like, they both just wanted to spend more time with each other and, like, basically fuck Robert over was their their goal. So they had a joint goal up to the point where Robert died. (laughs) And then suddenly they realized that they never had anything in common at all. (laughs) (laughs) How ironic. Robert was the glue that held them together. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Cersei... Cersei takes her seat at the table and Tommen and Marjorie enter. Marjorie gives sweet words and kisses to Cersei and they're most unwelcomed. Cersei, in fact, would like to slap her. (laughs) She's the first person she thinks about slapping, right? People, Lyle Craig Hall, left and right. <laughs> I love it. The thing I love about this Marjorie stuff is she's she like calls Marjorie bold and like can't believe that Marjorie dares to like hug her and stuff. And I just want to go. You realize Marjorie's the queen now, right? I mean, like Marjorie's the queen. You're not the queen anymore. Marjorie's the queen, and yet like Cersei is like so delusional about what her actual position is that she is upset with Marjorie for doing things she doesn't think Marjorie has a right to do when in fact Marjorie has more of a right to do them than she does at this point it's just delusion there's no other term for (laughs) it well in her monologue when she says you know the one guy at least had the decency was it the red wine guy had the decency to like you know acknowledge her you know the (laughs) old queen and the young queen the, the young queen and the old queen. Oh, was that Lyle Craig Paul? She wanted to slap him. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But I mean, like, it, she's like the nightmare mother in law that you hear about at, like, weddings that tries to eclipse the bride who's, like, pissed oh, she, that the yeah. spotlight isn't on her. Like, that's yeah. pretty much what happens here. Yep, definitely. <laughs> I'm surprised she wasn't wearing, like, a white dress or something. <laughs> The crimson cloak on top. (laughs) Diamonds everywhere. (laughs) This is just so like the whole chapter and and this is what's so I didn't realize how enjoyable it would be to read the Cersei chapters again. It's like a comedy skit. I mean her just her and she's pretty salty. She has some pretty funny lines, you know, like when she said Sir Loris is so Tyrell, he pisses rosewater. I mean that's like a rag. 
It's, you, they're not boring reads, these Cersei chapters, yeah. that's for damn yeah, sure. Uh, so as the feast proceeds, uh, there's only seven courses this time. Marjorie's favorite <laughs> bard sings, um, the blue bard. And uh, Elena laments that he didn't sing the reigns of Castamere. <laughs> I love that little bit. <laughs> and uh, we have this bit where um, Cersei thinks that Elena reminds her of Maggie the Frog. Um, Lady Olana's nasty little smell was enough to put her back in Maggie's tent again. She could still remember the smell of it, redolent with the queer eastern spices and softness of Maggie's gums as she sucked the blood from Cersei's fingers. Queen (laughs) Queen you shall be, the old woman had promised with her lips still wet and red and glistening, until there comes another younger and more beautiful to cast you down and take all that you hold dear. Cersei glanced past Toman to where Marjorie sat, laughing with her father. She is pretty enough, she had to admit, but most of that is youth. Even peasant girls are pretty at a certain age, when they are still fresh, innocent, and unspoiled, and most of them have the same brown hair and brown eyes as she does. Only a fool would ever claim she was more beautiful than I. See, and I, <laughs> I like that because I think it helps uh, the whole Brienne as the beauty thing. Because it's like she really, Marjorie isn't really beautiful or, you know, sort of the description. I don't know. Maybe Cersei's just being catty. I think Cersei's that. probably being a bit catty. It's <laughs> <laughs> not really how people describe Marjorie. <laughs> I'm so proud you, like, stayed conscious for that passage, Chicky. As I was reading, I was like, oh, right. Chicky's got the whole blood thing. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, hey. um, yeah, but. You have to love this passage because we get the the younger and more beautiful about which there has been, of course, a thousand fan theories. Um, You know, most people think it's Danny. I kind of tend to think it's probably Danny. But yeah, I mean, the the whole thing of, of the Maggie, the frog prophecies, like slowly starting to eat at her and how she is just seeing threats everywhere. And she is basically creating her own... Uh, monster version of the of the prophecy by being afraid that it's happening. Like it's it's just funny and sad and scary at the same time. It seems almost like it's to the point of hallucination. It's getting borderline. And I wonder, I don't know if that's just sort of, uh, you know, in there you could read into it or if that was an intentional thing that George is doing. Because it almost seems like, you know, when she says, I hear another voice say something or this, you know, people do that. But is it, you know... No, it reads you like know. that. It reads yeah. like one of those weird movie things where somebody's yeah. face will morph into someone else's. That's exactly mm-hmm. how it reads. So yeah, I think. And, and plus, she's you know, like like Jamie saying, like you're convinced people are crawling in the walls. I mean, that is you yeah. know, that's full on paranoia. It's, it's, it seems like it's going. You know, that's sort of Aries territory. Then towards the end, when the wildfire and all this stuff is sort of yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So why you know reading this again, it's kind of striking that she never conceivably thinks of Sansa as this younger. You know, this younger woman. I mean, someone who oh, I conceivably would have been queen because she was marrying her son. And then also that she, you know, absolutely thinks killed Joffrey, who you would think she would think is like, you know, one of the things she holds dear. So Maybe but, because she's not in her face? Or do you yeah, think it's because we didn't get the Cersei chapters before, you know, when she was... I, I think it, I could see it maybe crossing her mind, but we just never but had never, that internal yeah, and it, monologue. And it never it. does. She's so fixated on Marge that she never. Well, this is you know, yeah. This point, is one though. of my complaints. See, I am very firmly convinced that the whole Maggie the Frog thing is total retcon on George's part. Yeah. Like, okay, and I don't think he yeah, started a Game of Thrones intending to get into Cersei's head and have this whole yeah. Maggie the Frog. I think it's I something agree. he came up with 
for a feast for crows and just kind of tried to slot it. it's retcon i mean there's no other term for it i'm convinced it's retcon and nobody's ever going to convince me otherwise <laughs> but um <laughs> sorry go ahead and try but <laughs> i know i don't think no one's going to but go ahead <laughs> People, people, people kind of will say, well, you know, she wasn't, when, when Sansa was in her face all the time, she wasn't thinking about Maggie the Frog. The whole death of Joffrey brought Maggie the Frog back up. But yes, it's a very good point that she should have thought of Sansa at that point. Um, because, you know, Sansa, if it's like, it's like she was convinced at one point that Sansa was involved in his death. Right, so and it's Sansa like, was going to be queen. Yeah, yeah, it would have made total sense. Any yeah. woman that you know, any woman that Joffrey was going to marry would presumably be the next queen, so therefore would be the one to bring her down. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I, it's you know, it's one of the it's it's one of the biggest issues I have with what George did with Cersei is is kind of this whole Maggie the Frog thing. I, I hate the prophecy. I hate every part of it, especially the Valonqar part. But well, I, think I hate the Valonqar is not going to happen. I think like it's been like. Well, by the time by the time Winds comes out, it'll probably be like fifteen years since he wrote it, and I think he probably changed his mind. <laughs> no, I because he he's kind mind. of yeah, written I... out. He's written the logical, you know, per- the logical perpetrators sort of out of the picture. I think he thought he could bring Jamie back, and I don't think he can actually pull it off with the realities uh-huh. of his story. Um, so yeah, I I, th- I do think I I do think like when he was writing Feast, I think he intended it to be Jamie. But I just think the point that he's at now, I just think he may have realized it can't happen. I don't know. We'll have to see what he does, yeah, I well, guess. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does come up with. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so if Cersei's mood sours with each toast, and it's Paxter Redwine, who is the only one that oh, remembers okay. her, with <laughs> to both our queens, to the young and the old. <laughs> what a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like. <laughs> this is like I have my moments where I sympathize with Cersei, and oh my god, being called the old queen at like thirty-four or whatever she is has to be just like oh, one of the worst things. That can to you. <laughs> so yeah. Paxter is Olena's nephew, then? I think nephew. Yeah, it's not her brother. Yeah, I feel I think, like I think... we need to know more of the red wine family. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly they're fun. Maybe we could throw it into a commas family <laughs> dynamic episode. <laughs> Tell us more about the red wines. More on that later, kids. Okay. <laughs> Cersei notices Jamie is as anxious as she. Um, there have been extra. There has been extra care taken with the security. Lots of guards. No one's allowed swords. And uh, Cersei has a moment where she freaks out when Tommen starts choking on his wine. Um, she has to escape to the back passage um, to cry. Um, she's interrupted by Tana Merriweather, who gives her a hanky. Tana informs Cersei that her maid, Sunil, is a spy for Marjorie, and she shares the queen's secrets when she goes to the sept with Marjorie's cousins. Um, so Tana is sharing this information in hopes to better the position of her son and husband. Cersei smells ambition and warns Lady Merryweather if she's lying, she'll have her tongue. Like, there's so much about this. Like, on one hand, like, isn't it sad? Like, Cersei is genuinely scared and and yeah. upset. And you can tell it's not just that she's upset about the Tommen thing. It's like all the emotions that she's been feeling all night just kind of come to a head there. And it's like she doesn't, she's put herself in a position where she literally has no one to even turn to with her emotions anymore. Like, it's kind of sad how isolated she is. Um, and then, you know, of course, Tana Merriweather, who is a 
genius as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like zeroes right in and slides right in there and like is smart enough to know she has to give Cersei the upper hand, like give 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 Cersei the impression that she understands what's going on. So Cersei's like, hmm, well, why would you help me? And she's like, oh, I, I really want to see my, my son and, and his and his father, you know, do well at court or whatever. And, and uses that as an excuse, which Cer- Cersei, for some reason, pretty much swallows. And it's like, are you not going to, like, take another deeper look at the motivations of this person before mm. you just start believing them about your, like, servant that you've been trusting for however long, you know? I mean, oh, it's just it's just one of those things where Cersei really thinks she's got it figured out. And you're just like, um, I think you need to take a double or triple or quadruple check at this, you know, and, like, double and triple check your sources before you go assuming that, that Tana is telling you the truth. I mean, come on. Like as yeah, if they think, could yeah. as if they Jade couldn't frame Sunel right? to make her look like she was working for the Tyrells, which they totally could. Oh yeah. I mean it's 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 just you're just it's just kind of like one of those cringy things, you know, and it's of course Tom's gonna pay the price for her inability to just kind of see through things. But it's 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 like it's funny, but it's also sad at the same time. It's just really hard to read some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even I don't know, getting like getting some more information on it, or I don't know, send Kyborn. Is this true? Like, go go find out what you can. <laughs> that's always a good idea. Get Kyburn on it. <laughs> she will get Kyburn on it. That's the I know. Terrible I know. I know. Uh, okay. This is endless paranoia. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so after this exchange, Cersei returns to the hall, and uh, Jamin, t- Jamie tells her that Tolman is safe. Cersei looks around and realizes realizes that she can rely on no one not even jamie and uh, she thinks that she will need to surround Tomin with her own people <clears throat> as the dances begin cersei sulks some more not liking the way marjorie or her cousins dance with Tomin. she also dislikes the way marjorie and loris look like twins while they dance <laughs> yeah i like that interchange because that says a lot about you know how she views herself and jamie and you know, seeing this, uh, oh, and then the comment about, like, a ripe crop of pimples would teach them some humility. I mean, it's just so... <laughs> it's so catty and, like, it's so, so like, middle, middle school. school. <laughs> but, you know, it's so telling, like, how she talks about how beautiful, they, how much alike they look and so much more alike now than her and Jamie and all these, you know, it's... It's like a lot, a constant theme to being replaced, replaced, yeah. replaced, right? Like she's thinking of how Marjorie's replacing her and now she sees the, the, um, these two dancing and she's thinking about how, you know, I'm kind of mumbling. <laughs> I'd almost feel sad rambling. for her. If I was a Jamie and Cersei shipper, I'd feel kind of sad for Cersei. You know, she's, you know, it's, she's they're like, losing, the, the thrill is gone. <laughs> she's such, I mean, like, Jamie comes up to her and basically is like, oh, you know, I was worried, you know, I was worried too. Like, he's trying to empathize and trying to commiserate with, you know, the panic that she felt. Like, he's trying to tell her at that point, oh, I get, you know, I get it. That wasn't, you know, I understand why you reacted that way. I felt the same way. Like, he's trying to, like, share this moment with her, and she just out and out rejects it. Like, even when he's, like, trying. She can't even pick up on it. No. Yeah. Is this yeah, when well, she like, asks him to, or when he asks her to dance? No, no. it's, he <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, that's even worse. It yeah, because it is worse. I, I kind of get the impression that he kind of sees her, and then, I don't know, he's he's must be noticing the way she's looking at, um... Well, he does point out that she's like she shouldn't drink anymore. Which and he, yeah, he's trying to comfort her a little bit. And, you know, she can have the he can have the 
beard of spite, and she's going to have the wine of spite at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will make someone drink more than telling them that they shouldn't drink more. Yeah. Well, she yeah, does but- ask. She does ask. He does ask her to dance, and then she kind of responds really cruelly. We did get like a message on Tumblr asking, "Did you feel sorry for Jamie when Cersei refused to dance with him?" Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I mean, I just I feel like, you know, we're we're you know, obviously you're getting this second hand, but it's kind of nice to see Jamie from from another POV and to see. You know, while he does get into the catty little spats with her and he's pulling some of this passive aggressive stuff, it's like, you know, I think he really did see that she was upset. And that is why he came up to her. And, and he's like, you know, like, this sounds sincere. Even she doesn't say it's insincere when he comes up and asks her to dance. I mean, you know, he, he, he knows she's feeling number one slighted and number two that she's terrified. And, and she just throws it in his face. It's like there's nothing he can do at this point. The only thing he could do is is basically violate all of his own feelings and beliefs about how to deal with the situation at hand. That's that's really the only thing that he could do that would make her happy, and it's just kind of sad. I mean, I do feel sorry for him. I feel a little sorry for her, too. I mean, mm. she's so infantile in, in the way that she deals with the world. She just isn't equipped for the breakup that they're having. <laughs> you can tell that she just doesn't know how to process it or deal with it. To the point where she does kind of compartmentalize it and, and comes back to him later as though nothing had happened, you know? Yeah. It's just uh, it's, it's just such a horrendous situation because they have no space to even – they wouldn't even have space to work this out. They can't have a decent conversation. She's going downhill. He's – you know, her, her mind is essentially going. I mean, they don't have space to ever – you know, so for, from a fundamental basis of, like, looking at someone's relationship, it, it is sad to see it crumble, but... But, yeah, it's but really you, more like you, you can't imagine how they ever had a functional yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah it, it's like, it, you can yeah. see that the cracks have been there from the very beginning. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, it's obvious that it's just... That it was built, yeah, it was essentially built on delusion. You know, it was from wow. both ends. I'm not you know? sad at all. I'm like Cersei <laughs> watching that tower burn and crumble. Let it burn and fall. <laughs> I am enjoying it. <laughs> uh, anyway, it seems like any hope of her uh, faking it through this wedding is totally lost when Tobit choked on that wine because, like, she's not doing a very good job at hiding her contempt. Like, she she denies offers to dance with um, Mace and Lancel as well. And uh, but she does take some time to check out on the foxy quasi lookalike to Rhaegar huh. that'll rain waters. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, spies Kevin talking to Garland Tyrell, and uh, she doesn't like that. So again, some more paranoia. And uh, Sunil, uh refills her cup. Cersei has to hold back from throttling her. <laughs> and that's when Jamie chimes in with, "I think her grace has had enough." And like, I well, how much of a scene was she making at that point? Like, but, you know, yeah. there's little hints in her monologue in her head because, you know, I'm thinking about it now. The hints that she is drunk, you know, not just, oh, you know, a not a sober Cersei, if there is a sober Cersei, but like when she thinks the other sheep all bad along with it. And I'm like, George actually wrote six A's in there. And I'm thinking in my head, like hearing her say this in my head. And I'm like, that's so drunk person. I'm so right. glad you brought that up. <laughs> Basically <laughs> all he does, he just doesn't have her like in the bathroom or talking in like in the bathroom, talking to Tana going, Oh my God, I'm so drunk. <laughs> like that's pretty much all that's needed. 
<laughs> well, she says all the wine in the world would not be enough to see me through this wedding. So she's pretty uh, <laughs> three sheets to the wind. Yep. You have to admit, it's a strange response to take when you're worried about someone killing your kid to get <laughs> drunk that you couldn't do anything about it. I mean, like, isn't it? No, it is. That's a good, yeah. Well, except that she, you know, in her gut must think she can't do anything about it because she I believes don't know. I, stupid I'm prophecy. Just like, I'm just like, if you really care this much, wouldn't you want to be as aware as possible of what was going on? I mean, it's just... That's why oh, I just sorry. you back and forth you're so torn reading this because, you know, the moment where she hears him choke, I'm like, that sounds like PTSD when she's coming around, like she freaks out and you can oh, sort yeah. of feel the panic. But then she's so like off the wall with the next, you know, next thing through her head. It's, oh, it's a wild ride. No, she's well, getting yeah, she's getting drunker and I mean, drunker. But her own thoughts, like she doesn't even like, like she doesn't like Tommen. Like yeah, when she talks about how clumsy he is and oh. how when he's dancing, they're laughing at him, and it's like, seriously, oh, her bitch. Oh they're like smiling at this adorable eight-year-old dancing, like no oh, one's oh. laughing at him. He's like a little kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh. soulless monsters are laughing at an eight-year-old little boy. <laughs> Well, like there's one person laughing at uh, an eight-year-old boy dancing, and it's her—it's his mom. I mean, yes, that's really Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Through a kaleidoscope <laughs> of crazy Cersei mind, yeah. Aww. Anyway, she stumbles up from her chair, claps her hands together, and calls everyone outside to go watch the burning. Um, the pyromancer is given. Guys, his... you guys gotta see this. <laughs> the fireworks! Come on, guys, don't miss the fireworks! I'm going out on the balcony. So now you guys are at the Toman and Marjorie slumber party right now. We're right? gonna reel us back in here. I think I've made her high actually and like she's, she's burn some shit. That'll be awesome. <laughs> So a dozen flaming arrow, arrows uh, are flo- um, shot into the Tower of the Hands windows, lighting it up, and all the possessions of Tyrion Lannister that are inside. Oh, I love George wrote that, too. I miss all that the possessions bit. of a dwarf named Tyrion Lannister. All the, it was, and all the worldly possessions, or most of the worldly possessions of a dwarf named Tyrion Lannister is how he worded it. I can't believe I missed that, that she actually did that. Yeah, I thought about that, and I was like, wow, like, you know. We're supposed to feel some sympathy. Can you imagine all the cool shit that she burnt up? All the well, books. Well, you probably had some cool books. books. Oh my god, the books! Oh god, I never saw <gasps> the books. She totally would have burned oh those books. Oh my god, it's just like, gosh, all the beautiful etchings. <laughs> so his porn is what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's his porn. His playboys were like totally <laughs> incinerated. Dragon comics. That's what she burned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see what else happened. Uh, Cersei admires the beauty of the fire. And uh, if you allow me one more of these readings, uh, this is where I think when Jamie is looking at her and how she he thinks that she reminds him of Ares. Um, I think it's at this bit. Cersei thought of all the king's hands and she had known that she had known through the years. Owen Merriweather, John Connington, Carlton Chested. John Aaron, Eddard Stark, her brother Tyrion, and her father, Lord Tywin Lannister, her father most of all. All of them are burning now, she told herself, savoring the thought. They are dead and burning, every one, with all their plots and schemes and betrayals. It is my day now. It is my castle and my kingdom. (laughs) 
totally it's the part, turn. right? That's it's awesome. my turn. It's <laughs> like, completely. Oh god! I mean, uh, you're just like Cersei. No, no, Cersei. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's good. It Love is it. so bad. It's good. I mean, you're just like, how can she be this deluded about all this? And like the fact that she thinks that she can do something like burn the Tower of the Hand, and you know, it's not just that she's burning the Tower of the Hand. She's symbolically saying, "I'm the only one in charge of this fucker." You know, she's sure. like, "I am in charge of it all." Like. I'll have a hand, but he'll be just a puppet. And it's like, she just doesn't get that you can't just tear down the institutions of something without a great deal of might behind you and, frankly, just an ability to think through every move that's going to take place, you know, if you're going to do things like that. You know, it's really too, yeah, it's really too bad that no one... No one seems to under no one seems to know like the huge rift between her and Jamie because you would think there would have been like a line of people going to Jamie going you can't leave you gotta like take care of her like you gotta take yeah. care of this shit like you need to take control and I think everyone I mean everyone in King's Landing just assumes that they are one person. I think they must. I think you're probably right there because even Kevin kind of tries to feel out Jamie a little bit as he's leaving um, King's Landing. And you can tell even Kevin isn't sure where they're at. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Anybody it, can it, even begin to approach them. Like they wouldn't yeah. even know where to start, you know, other than. And to be fair, oh. like Jamie and Cersei were pretty much one person before, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you'd be, you'd, you would be taking your life in your hands if you were to approach one of them about the other at any point, you know. Yeah. You know, and, all... and, you know, through Tyrion's eyes and through Cersei's to some extent, it's, you always get this impression that Jamie was the very flip kind of like you know, didn't care about things. And even, you know, Tywin sort of commented on that. So it's possible that people didn't even begin to think that he's getting more serious, becoming more, you know, concerned about actually making an effort to, you know, make some decisions and, you know, maybe resolve some of the problems they have. Yeah. All right. Okay, so the tower collapses and the conversation of the people stop abruptly for a bit. Elena insists that the young ones retire for the night. Um, Cersei tells Jamie to escort Tolman and Marjorie. Um, when he asks about her, about her, and if she's going to bed, she tells him she's going to stay and watch the pretty flames. She tells Jamie Sir Osmond will remain with her and keep her safe, oh. sliding her Lays arm the- into his. <laughs> that lays the groundwork. <laughs> Couldn't have picked the worst man to make that comment about Cersei. <laughs> Maybe move away. Oh, <laughs> Well, and like Jamie will reflect on this moment yeah. later and I think his next chapter and remember it. And you just get his kind of, yeah. I don't know, it's it's kind of like this this sort of horrible like cringing that he's doing at the way that she acts at this thing and how she, I think he says she was weeping. She doesn't mention that, but doesn't he say she weeps yeah. when she's yeah. watching the like, flames? With, like he, she doesn't know if it's, you know, ecstatically or, you know, tearfully. Um, oh, well, he thinks but about it sure how sounds Aris like it's ecstatically. Get... <laughs> yeah, well, he thinks about how Eris used to get horny watching people burn and stuff, and he thinks Cersei is having the same thing. <laughs> nostalgic. Ugh. Oh man. Which I think it's... she probably that along with all of the wine probably she is. <laughs> she probably is. Uh, <laughs> not sexy. No. She's maudlin. Oh. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cersei. Yep. Cersei, Cersei, Cersei. That's all you can say. 
All right. <laughs> Do we have any questions at all? We have a bunch. We have some questions that I think will most likely be um, covered in the season, the upcoming season six update episode, which is actually scheduled for next week. Um, that segues a ni- nicely into <laughs> answer- asking us questions for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we are looking for questions for season six updates, as well as um, Kama has an upcoming episode, um, which is family dynamics. Um, so I of think the Lannisters. of the of Lannisters. Lannisters. So uh. I think she's looking for any, you know, observations you might have about them, or if you have any questions relating to the Lannisters and that whole zany bunch <laughs> send those in please and we do have an, a few thank yous but we also have um one question i know for sure that we can ask and it's from anonymous but it's actually me um <laughs> <laughs> which i was wondering what our house doors words oh, oh god. god okay well there's debate because we couldn't remember bonkin says on one of the pages we gave him that it's um get on the table <laughs> That <laughs> Ian had a typo where she, and she made it past tense and it was got on the table. I'm like, I like that better. <laughs> I like it because you could also think of it as Game of Thrones on the table. <laughs> then there was um, our knees are always bent or on bend it be. So on kids said we could be like the Lannisters where we, you know, we have one official okay. <laughs> word. Yeah. So, something along those lines. Just like the Lannisters. That's how store for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about thank yous? We got some of those. Yeah, we do. We um, Attention Deficit Aptitude um, wrote in on Tumblr to say, I was listening to your Cersei 2 episode and I wanted to share my crack theory about Tywin's smile, gross de- <laughs> decomposition. <laughs> <laughs> only, only a song of ice and fire is that. Does that go together? Um, right. My theory is that where whores go is actually to the Silent Sisters. Poor Tisha is now a Silent Sister, and she took her small revenge upon the man who did such a horrible thing to her. Yeah. I like to think that she did something to ensure that Tywin was as foul in death as he was in life. By the way, love the podcast. Y'all are hilarious. Nice. That's an Aww, interesting theory. <laughs> I, I, I would love it if that were true, man. If anybody deserves their vengeance. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, she definitely does. Um, we have another one from the Helium Taxi, which I love Tumblr usernames, by the way. Um, right. Greetings. I am that asshole who only consumes all of the podcasts and fanfics without ever leaving comments or kudos. <laughs> This is me fixing that. It's been you this whole time? God damn you. (laughs) Just this one person. Um, I've loved binging your podcast while at work and probably look like a fool laughing to myself, but it is worth it. Your discussions are insightful and hilarious, and I want to thank you for sharing. I especially dig that you're doing book shit again. Stupid, (laughs) drunk, paranoid Cersei is such good material, and I would love to join the podcast. Um, I don't... Oh, yeah, we'll hit you up Sorry, for sure. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, we'll check you out there, and I'll uh, give you the whole rambling spiel that I do at the end. So if anybody <laughs> else is interested in sitting on our panel, we always welcome new people. So thank we you. We had an anonymous that commented on the our, the latest RPG episode. Um, thank you for making my day. I can't remember the last time I laughed this much. I love the entire podcast, but when Lot went, oh, fuck, I know Dothraki, at the end, <laughs> I just fell off my chair. <laughs> 
<laughs> you are all amazing, but especially Hawkins. Aww. Um, glad Hawkins the kitty is, is okay. Amazing. And I really admire you for not being tempted to cheat. I know I'd be. Can't wait for the next one, and especially the drank cast. <laughs> Continue Aww. being amazing. Yeah, about that. I accidentally cheated. <laughs> I got through so, you have no idea, I got through editing it, I got through a listener two, and then somehow I just put my earbuds in at the wrong time. I'm like, ah, shit. Oh, you heard one of the secrets? <laughs> yeah, e- the Eon. That's why I knew about Eon in the last... Oh, oh. I wondered how you Oh, wait, no, I'm spoiling buddies. the next RPG up. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I said, that's how I knew about Eon. I said, that's all I do. <laughs> and oh, we got an iTunes review in, but... I, we have to be what? honest that none of us can remember if, if we've if we've read this one before. So if what? we've read it before, um, I guess it was so nice that, you have, that we have to read it twice. There you one go. Twice. Double the fun. This one is from <laughs> Cody Gordon, and they say, One night on a dirt road in Oklahoma, I was searching my phone for a new Game of Thrones podcast and happened upon this one. I'll admit I'm not a very avid shipper, but listening to the ladies discuss the chapters and shows... You can just feel how passionate they are about the material. I don't always agree with the show analysis, but I'm happy to hear everyone's opinions. Daenerys really fan. enjoyed the role-playing episode and especially the spouse episode. I just couldn't stop laughing. Keep up the good work, or get out, and get out in all caps. Oh my god. <laughs> awesome. I, would have, I would have remembered that review. That was an awesome yeah, review. Yeah, that is amazing. That's really awesome. Cool. And then the our guest on Cersei 2, Lady Blade, wrote in, um, Hi, ladies. It feels weird. I kind of want to do it in a British accent now. Do but it. There's a do it. Do it. Um, it feels weird if I don't send a thank you to you, ladies, even though I know I was there. <laughs> so love discussing Cersei 2 with you. And I'm just realizing how terribly obnoxious I sound when recorded. No, no you don't. No, no. Um, Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't tell me to shut up. <laughs> Anywho, thanks so much for having me and letting me join in with the podcast. It was great, and I'm happy to come back um, anytime. And uh, she also has a few questions for our Season 6 update as well, oh. so we'll get into those in the next episode. Um, I'll be eagerly awaiting the next podcast. It's always fun. Also, Cersei 3 to look forward to, so hopefully that you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Aw, thank you. It would be funny if she was like, I really enjoyed your last podcast, especially your guest, A+. <laughs> That's what I would have done if I was a guest on our podcast. She was a great guest. Yeah, she yeah. was. She just jumped right in. It was really good to have her on. <laughs> yeah, no, and can I just say again, definitely please send in your season six questions because we are really excited about our season six episode like insanely excited so much is going on you guys you so don't much even to talk know. about you don't even so, know i was on reddit as i often am and today today reddit has been not loading and i finally got to it and the first thread on the whole a song of ice and fire reddit was about how people were oh my god i i couldn't get on reddit for a second i thought this must be it this must oh be Oh, what a cruel, cruel it was the biggest <laughs> tease ever, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's like we're setting ourselves up to be constantly hurt and disappointed. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, yeah, well, the David series comes out, yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right. Thank you for collecting and reading all those, Guile. I love getting mail. I know we all do. So please drop us a line at close the door and at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can also reach us at closethedoorandcomehere.tumblr.com. Support us on Patreon. You can get episodes early. Uh, and again, we love iTunes reviews. Still nothing from the Philippines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Yeah, boom, yeah. <laughs> at door podcast and i think that's going to bring us to the end of this one surprisingly amazingly this was a really fun one i was dreading Burr. this tonight i'm not gonna lie <laughs> no and you're really awesome. super ready for cersei 4 holy now. shit I that one is <laughs> you can rest oh. and relax in between oh. <laughs> owned up on that one you guys are awesome <laughs> thanks for <laughs> okay. podcasting night everybody Bye. 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 Bye.